welcome back. Welcome back to Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. I am your host, Frank Horvath. Today, uh, we're missing Tim. Tim is doing fun Tim things. So today in studio, we have some special guests. With me is one of our instructors, Derek Reich. Derek, how are you? I'm doing well. Fantastic. And we also have uh, another guest, uh, Moose Horvath. He was a student in one of uh, Derek's most recent classes, so he's going to come talk with us a little bit about how his uh, how his uh, time at Apache was and kind of go from there. Moose, how are you doing today? Very good, very good. Thank you for having me. So, gentlemen, before you get um, uh, before we get any further, how were your weekends? How how was your past week? How did everything go? Oh, you want? All right. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll tell you, it was a uh, it was it was a long week. Like Wednesday, I thought it was Thursday. And I was kicking myself when it wasn't. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Big time. Smooth, what about you? Oh, man, I'm having an incredible week. I'm getting to play with the grandbabies, and uh, uh, this is my vacation time. Um, so I'm, I'm really having a blast. Cool. So, uh, Derek, uh, again, one of the reasons why we end up bringing Derek on the show today is um, he had uh, a, a successful concealed carry class that went off. That was your first one that you've taught, right? That was the first, yeah. Awesome. And uh, so we figured, hey, you know, Derek is, you know, a fledging instructor, so we really want to, you know, pick his brain a little bit about, um, you know, his, his uh, who he is and the reasons why he wanted to uh, pursue training. Uh, he's been training up there at, at Apache as a student for you know quite some time now and then really starting to pursue that instructor uh instructorship wanting to really uh, get after it and doing some awesome stuff so we figured hey let's go ahead and bring him in and uh talk with him a little bit and just you know just kind of delve into this and uh, at the same time we were like you know hey moose you just you know took this class you, uh this concealed carry class from Derek again his first ever so we wanted to yeah, you know, good, bad, and ugly. Get some p- good feedback live on air for Derek, <laughs> so that we can um, you know talk about it and, and kind of go from there. So, first, let's let's learn a little bit a little bit more about you, Derek. Who is Derek Wright? Mm, that is a loaded question. Um, not growing growing up. Um, you know, I always uh, wanted a a career uh, around the the firearms industry. Um, that was something uh, I always thought was uh, uh, going to be a constant in my life. And starting out, I thought it was going to be military. Uh, that didn't work out. Uh, so I changed over to law enforcement. I was going to do law enforcement. That didn't work out. Um, and then I ran into a, a gun store one day, found an uh, Apache business card, decided to make a call, came out, did a few one-on-ones, and totally fell in love with it like a like a bad rash you never went away yeah <laughs> yeah for sure and it'll be one of the best things i ever did yeah cool so so let's uh so we know how, how like i said how you you know you know, found apache early um talk a little bit about your like your instructor journey where did that start where did that start to grow um who were some pretty big um like uh I guess peers in the, Tim. In the group. Tim. Okay. <laughs> let's 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 talk. Let's dive into that a little bit. So 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 who what when why why? Um, it it was really uh, the first couple of one on ones. Um, I uh, my very first one was with Tim, and you know it was great. Uh, he was talking about uh, doing, you know, trying to help out. Uh, he had a student that I guess was. Um, in a domestic situation mm-hmm. and he was he was really trying to help her and i was like man you know that's 
that's really wholesome that, that he's willing to go through the, the struggle and stress of trying to do whatever he could for that student. Mm -hmm. And then the next two, I was with a Landon Nelson. Mm -hmm. And seeing the dynamic of how Tim and Landon worked together, like I knew that was something I wanted to be a part of. And mm -hmm. so I pestered the crap out of Tim until um, he, he finally put together a NRA basis pistol instructor class. Mm -hmm. And uh, really encouraged me to take it, and I, that's where I started. That's mm -hmm. uh, once I did that, I started uh, coming out to every concealed carry class, <coughs> every basic pistol class, and um, yeah. So let me ask you this: so that NRA uh, basic pistol instructor course, mm -hmm. um, at the end of that course, were you absolutely ready? Were you ready to go out there and, and teach and and you know do everything you needed to do? Let me, but if if I thought I was, it was a delusion. Okay. Because no, that no. It doesn't. It doesn't quite prepare you for really putting on the shoes just yet. Okay. Well, out out of that, you know, from that course, what was missing? Mm. Well, obviously, there's the 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 confidence aspect that you can't really teach, but um, really, I would say the diagnostics. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So, you know, the NRA has puts together a you know a fantastic course as far as you know introducing introduction to, mm -hmm. um, you know, and in, in the instructor program. But that's really what it is. It's an introduction. There's a lot of pieces that are missing from that um, introduction as far as you know how to properly run a line, how to properly properly diagnose you know what's happening you know, going on with a particular student. Um, you know, you can kind of fake it till you make it. Now, I've seen a lot of instructors do that. But the problem with that is it's always at the cost of the student, right? The student isn't getting the most benefit out of doing, you know, out of that, that learning environment. Um, so, so with that, you know, the, the, again, with, with the NRA thing, again, I'm, I'm not saying there are plenty of NRA instructors that, that are out there that are phenomenal, but almost all of them have gotten, you know, further education, right? They've further, they, they're not just took, well, that one basic pistol instructor, you know, course, and then stopped. Like there's always something else that's there. But with that, like I said, with that course, you know, the biggest pieces that are missing is again how to run a line, like the uh, confidence piece, uh, the the diagnostics piece. There's a lot of really good book knowledge that's in the NRA, right? Um, there's a lot of really good just uh, you know how to present type things, and they give you exercises on how to present. But as far as brass tacks, actually showing people, you know, you know diagnosing what's going on with somebody mm -hmm. as far as their shooting ability it's just not or marksmanship ability i should say right. it's just not there you know and again it's it's not really skewed, skewed the same um what are some other courses and stuff like that you've taken that have helped your you know your your journey as far as instructor well i i've taken the uh, apache instructor enrichment course uh mm -hmm. twice i took the alpha and uh the the one we just had and that i think uh, was was a catalyst um really crunched in a lot of a lot of info into uh, a short period of time but i think that was probably my biggest uh growth period yeah for sure yeah, i would agree so, so after teaching that class it was very shortly after that is when you uh said all right yep i'm ready to teach this class let's do this and i was like all right yeah giddy up like because i know for the past what was it been a year or so i've been like you know any any portion of the class you want to teach because you had the certification from the department of justice you could legally teach yeah. it on your on your own 
But uh, I think there was just a confidence piece, right? You're just, yeah. you're, you're, you're almost there, but not quite. There's a little bit of, you know, nerves and some other things that, you know, that um, yeah, it happens to everybody, right? It really does. But so, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about, you know, our next segment. We're going to dive into a little bit about, you know, that class. We're going to bring Moose in, talk a little bit of, uh, with him about that. But um, so, so at that IEP class, what was the one specific thing that, that gave you that confidence to be able to um, say, yeah, I'm ready for this. Let me go ahead and teach this class. Um, I'd say it had to do with, uh, I believe it was Chris Bean, um, pulled me aside and he basically said that you, you start to, once you realize that you are the least important person, mm-hmm. uh, it all starts to fall together. You know, that, that everything you're doing is for the student, not, not you. It doesn't matter about you. Yeah. And that changed my whole perspective. Dude, that is wisdom right there. Right. So then, and that's, and that's our goal, right? We want to do everything for the student. We really don't want to focus in on ourselves. That's uh, that's great. Tell you what, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then uh, after a break, let's come back and talk a little bit about the class you talk. And welcome back, welcome back to the Response Arm Citizen Show. I am your one of your hosts for the day, Frank Horvath. Uh, joined with me in studio is Derek Wright and Moose Horvath. Uh, Derek was a, or is, <laughs> I say was, is an instructor with Apache Solutions. Had his first uh, concealed carry class solo uh, that went, uh, you know, this past week, and it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Moose was one of the students that was in that class, so he's going to come and give us a little bit of feedback. Last segment, we dove in a little bit into, you know, who Derek was. Now let's get into the class, right? So fun <coughs> times. We had again, a good time uh, together. Uh, so Derek? How did your concealed carry class go? Um, I, I couldn't tell you what the the general consensus was. What, but, what, um, what was your what was your input? How did you feel the class went? Um, for for a concealed carry class, especially for some of the ones that I've been in, uh, I think it was it was all it was okay. It was okay. It was. Okay. <laughs> I think it was it was more than okay. I think I think you did a very good job. Um, you know, the, the hardest thing, and again, talk to any other instructor that's out there. If they if if somebody tells you that they've all been roses, they're liars, right? Um, there's that first class, that first time you've ever stepped out, because there's a little bit of vulnerability there, right? Because you're like, do I do I do I really know this? You know, it's, it almost feels like imposter syndrome, you know. But uh, once you get up there and you start talking and you start to relax a little bit, um, you know, it, 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 you know, it starts to flow a little bit easier. Um, you know, full disclosure, I was at that class. Uh, you know, I, I helped out a little bit. And uh, I noticed, you know, the, so when you first start a class, you're super nervous. And you yeah. can tell, right, Moose? Could you tell? Could you oh, tell? absolutely. You could I absolutely did. tell, yeah. And then, and then again, we didn't tell the the you know the other uh, uh, people, the participants in the class, whether you know that this was Derek's first class, right? You don't want to cut him down like that. But uh, as the class went on, right after a little bit of time, Derek finally started to relax. And when he finally started to relax, that's when things started picking up a little bit regularly for him. Can can uh, at at what point do you feel like, yeah, I got this. This is a hundred percent me. Uh, I <clears throat> I don't think I ever did. Um, when it, when I finally when we finally got out on the range and did the the shooting portion, uh, I really felt more in my element, mm-hmm. uh, in my comfort zone, and I feel like that definitely uh, went a whole lot better. 
the whole class went better in my head the day before the class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah reciting that over and over again. Um, as far as, like, prep work, what kind of prep work do you do for, like, a, a class like that? Is there... Um, you know, you said, like, you know, you recited that over and over in your head. Is there, um, you know, going back over materials, is there anything that, that you do that's unique to you that you do as far as getting ready for a class or? Uh, I don't know that it's unique, um, but I do have a big mirror in mm -hmm. my bedroom and I usually stand in front of that and, yeah. you know, try to visualize and, um, uh, I'll have a laptop set up and I'll be flipping through the, the PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the one, one of the things that I end up using is my kids. So I know that, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter. I know that if I can explain it clearly to my seven-year-old daughter, then I got it. Like, I know that I'm 100%, I'm locked in, no problems. But if she's not getting it, that's when I'm like, no, is it above your head or am I not explaining this well enough? I so, like that. So that's, that, that, uh, that, that works out really well for me. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the same things, like I said, going back and forth. Um, you know, the, the, you know, trying, trying to prep, trying to get classes, stuff like that. So Moose, from a student perspective, how do you think Derek did? Oh, he did great. Absolutely. Um, I've been to, um, gosh, I don't know, four or five CC, um, age classes. Um, I, I, I go back to them and I, I know, um, now I now know that Apache, once you go through a CCH with Apache, you can always go back and audit the class mm -hmm. right and get that information i didn't know that before but i like to to keep on top because the laws are changing things are changing all the time and and uh yeah the class was it was entertaining it was fun it was informational and um it, you know all the stuff that i needed to keep on top was there and that's that's what it's all about so yeah it was it was a very, very good class. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's, Thank you, man. that's that's one of the the you know the big misnomers I think just in our area about concealed carry is, you know, people go, oh, okay, I, I want to get a gun, I want to you know uh, d defend my home, so I need to go take a concealed carry class. That's not the first step, right? And a lot of people make that mistake and they go, that is the first step. That's the first thing I need to do. I need to go, you know, go to the the store. I need to buy a gun and they need to rush over and take a concealed carry class and I'll be squared, <laughs> I'll be squared away, ready to go. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. Absolutely. Um, you know, what ends up happening, and again, we, we, we get a lot of that. Um, but the purpose of concealed carry classes is to teach the laws governing deadly force. Yep. And, you know, th that, you know, trying to get that point across and trying to explain that and still keep people engaged in the class, it's sometimes a, a, a pretty big struggle. Um, but, you know, so this class, this, cl this past class that you taught, um, yeah, everybody seemed pretty engaged, you know, uh, nobody failed the class, you know, and, in, in, in our classes, people actually fail, <laughs> um, Sometimes. Cause, you know, cause our standard, let's talk about that a little bit. So, um, what are some things in the Apache concealed carry classes that are different than other concealed carry classes? Uh, well, the biggest one, uh, probably the most obvious one is the target that we use. Mm -hmm. Um, most, the, the state, uh, requirement uh, minimum standard is a two foot by three foot silhouette. Mm -hmm. and we use a seven inch by eleven inch thoracic cavity. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, well, because that's that is the um, most efficient way to stop a threat. Yep. 
to stop a threat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so, so that you know, that's that's one big would one big change. Um, you know, the, everything else is you know pretty bog standard as far as the the distances and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know the other thing that is a little bit different is you know we really break down. Uh, a, a handful of incidences, right, to where, okay, viewing it from the lens of North Carolina law, were these incidences justified or not on behalf of the person who is stopping that threat? Um, and, you know, so, so we look at a handful of those and, you know, we determine as a class, were these justified or were these not justified? Why were these? You know, does it check off the four check boxes um, in you know, North Carolina uh, law as far as um, it being... Uh, a justified use of deadly force. Right. And then we also dive into, um, you know, the uh, escalation of force. We look at some examples of that disparity of force. Like, so there's a lot of things in there that, you know, a lot of people just don't consider, um, especially when it, when it starts getting into that. There's another big difference um, uh, has to do with um, uh, caliber of the firearm. Um, yes. So what is that? Um I believe we don't we don't let anyone uh, take the the course using anything less than uh, caliber it starts with a, a three, right? So three eighty and up, more or less. Why? Because um, uh, below that you're looking at rimfire, and we know that to be extremely unreliable. Yeah. And um, ineffective. So more or less. And that's, you know, that, that's always a big debate, right? So we hear this often, you know, there's been plenty of people who have had um, incidences with a, you know, 22 and 17 inch mark who are not here today because of it, right? So it's not that it's not deadly. The problem is it's just not reliable, right? right? How many of us have gone out, you know, with a little 22 and gone, you know, plinking or something like that, or, you know, getting at squirrels or whatever it may be. And then you, you know, press that trigger and dunk nothing and you got to cycle it again um for for our courses it is so frustrating trying to manage you know room fire on the line if you have a student that brings a gun that's just clunk 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 right it's it's not it's not working right or have faulty ammunition or something like that so we get a lot of pushback we get a lot of pushback on i don't want to say a lot we get some pushback on um why why can't i shoot 22 why why can't i bring a 22 well what we have observed in the past and what we have gotten away from is, you know, in the class we'll have somebody toting, uh, you know, talk about, oh, well, I'm, I'm carrying a 44 mag. But when they come out to do the qualification, they're bringing, a, you know, a, a little 22 uh, with a bull barrel, you know, so they can punch out one ragged hole. But when you watch, watch them with this 44 mag, they're all over the target. Right. So, you know, we, we really did that to, to help mitigate and help, you know, change and, and pull that back uh, moose from your perspective how did um you know how did the class overall go for you what were some things that you liked what were some things you didn't like um was there anything in that class that you change uh no i i can't think of anything i would change uh things i liked um well the the class was very engaging from beginning to end uh, even in the, the beginning where you were uh uh where frank shared that you were you know maybe um less hesitant or a little hesitant or just trying to get comfortable getting in your comfort zone it still was engaging um what i really really liked is i brought a gun that was way too small for my hand and uh one of the instructors there um found a found something that was a better fit for me um Mm -hmm. and then and you shared with that 
uh, you don't have to bring something with you. You could actually come empty hand it mm -hmm. and the instructors will help you get that. And that, that means a lot because, you know, we all don't know what's the best thing for us mm -hmm. walking in, uh, into a class like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, you know, ex um, especially when we do like private training and stuff like that, we really encourage people, you know, look, don't rush out and buy a gun, yep. take your time. You know, let's find what fits best for you. And, you know, don't don't rush into it because you know it's it's a, it's an investment, right? Something that you don't want to spend you know waste your money on. And um, more often than not, again, the just nature of the concealed carry classes, people go out and you know buy whatever the the clerk behind the counter tells them to go buy, and then they rush out to the <coughs> class and and kind of go from there. And you know, it causes uh, it causes a little bit of stress when we tell them, hey, look, this gun's not a good fit for you <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, 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 um, you know, great things to, to consider. Uh, and, you know, in that class, we also, um, you know, the, in that particular scenario just happened to work out. Um, but, you know, and often in those classes, um, uh, it just, it depends. It depends on, you know, what the student brings, it depends on, you know, the attitude. Um, uh, and I think attitude is probably the biggest piece of that. You know, if a student comes in and they have a positive attitude, and then the class goes well. If not, you know, it, then the class doesn't go well. Oh, yeah, for sure. That can definitely uh, crush the entire atmosphere right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, thankfully, for the most part, you know, we, we, we don't have very many issues with that. You know, people are, seem to be pretty positive, whether, whether uh, they're just positive people themselves or we kind of start, you know, putting the screws to them and crank, cranking on them in, in, you know, in the class. But you know that that that's all that that's all fun things. It's all stuff stuff that's to come. Um, so uh, the uh, uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and then uh, right after the break, we'll uh, we'll be right back with Derek and Moose. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Response to Your Armed Citizen Show. Uh, we're continuing our conversation with Moose and Derek about uh, the concealed carry class uh, that we had this past week. Um, so, so we're going to continue this conversation a little bit with Moose, uh, starting off with Moose. Moose, what is the most, um, what was the most, I don't want to say important, what was the most maybe shocking, or what was that piece of information that you learned over the class that you didn't realize um, was, was true or not? Okay, um, some of the law updates, um, you know, I, I've carried, I carry in church, I carry, you know, in different places, and some of the law updates definitely, you know, are eye-opening, and especially with the uh, penalties that come along with them if you, mm -hmm. if you don't do it correctly. Yep. Um, that, that was definitely eye-opening for me. Yeah, the, the laws, re laws regarding, um, uh, the, it's now a class H felony. Right for mm -hmm. car carrying in a place that um, has that uh, concealed no concealed carry sign that's posted that's it's a poten you know potential uh, uh, potential fine potential charge um, you know that's that's new that was new as of you know January one of this year of 2023 and uh, and, and that's the thing there are so many uh, laws and things like that out there that change every single year or. Not, I don't want to say necessarily every year, but, you know, every other year, every three years or so, like there is an update and a lot of people are still going off of what they knew 10 years ago, 15 years ago. 
and that potentially could you know get you in some hot water mm -hmm. um well, is, was there anything else that that really kind of stuck out to you um yeah and knew about the castle wall castle doctrine castle, castle mm -hmm. doctrine but um you know i some of the first classes i come to is you know uh, drag them back inside and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, and, no. And don't do that. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, if, you, if but, you end up stopping a threat, leave. Don't just don't disturb the crime scene. Just leave it as is. That's what it is. It's a crime scene and, and, you know, until you're cleared. Right. But, you know, the uh, absolutely, you know, the, the Castle Doctrine's a, a big piece of that and making sure that, um, you know, you're, you have those protections in your home workplace and motor vehicle. Um, yeah, cool. Um, so the overall flow and the feel of the class went well for you. Um, weren't, weren't any big major sticking points. Um, Derek, was there anything in the class that you wish you could do differently? Could have done differently. Um, yeah, um, definitely, uh, walk in with a little more confidence. That would be a, yeah. a different starter. Start the day. Yeah. Just start your day like two hours earlier. And then you, by the time the class starts, you'll be ready to rock. <laughs> I need like a whole pot of coffee before I go in there. I'll be good to go. Yeah. Just have a couple more monsters. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a definite benefit to not walking in with like a, and that's one of the things I did appreciate about the class. Uh, you did not walk in there like you were being cocky or I know this and you're stupid and you need to know this, that kind of thing. It's nice you were down on a human level, mm -hmm. you know, as, as you know, person to person. Hey, this is what you need to know in order to do this correctly and safely. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, you know, you appreciate that as a student because uh, often you run into instructors that know the content so well that um, uh, they kind of act like, well, you're stupid for not knowing it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that, that arrogance. Mm -hmm. That ego, yeah, I, I've that's been a, a a struggle in the past for sure. Uh, but that's definitely something I tried to, you know, check at the door, is, is set that aside. And like, like I said before, Chris Bean, you know, when you realize you're the you're the least important person in the room, um, you're, what you're doing is you're doing it for a purpose. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Yeah, <clears throat> one of my um favorite things to do just, you know, aside from, you know, just training myself is I really enjoy going and participating in other instructors teaching, right? So I love being, we'll, we'll call it that raven. I love being sitting in the back of the class, watching, observing, um, just kind of feeling the room, feeling it out, not just for our own guys, right? So our own guys, I can give you constructive criticism. I go back to you and say, hey, man, you did this good, this good. Yeah, struck out on this. This didn't go so well. Do this next time or, you know, make recommendations. We can kind of go back and forth, and that's how we build each other up. Um, and we do that, you know, both in class and out of, out of class, right? We're do, doing other um, uh, presentations and, and stuff like that. But what I really get a kick out of is going, and I will pay, to go take other concealed carry instructors' classes. They don't know me from Adam. They have no idea that I'm also a concealed carry instructor, you know, um, you know, here for the state of North Carolina. But when I go and sit on those classes, there's a number of them who will literally sit down with a red book, open that red book up, and just start reading. And the red book, if you don't know, is just full of legalese, right? It's it's definitions, it's you know, the literally the statutes, um, you know, all's governing deadly force that that's that's there just uh, you know, all very clearly. 
and it is mind numbing. <laughs> it is not 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 fun. Um, so you know, in our class, we really try to you know break away from that legalese a little bit. Still cover what's important, but go all right. Here's what this means in plain old English, <laughs> and right. go from there. And then you know, I've I've taken other classes uh, from other you know consult care instructors that um, I've literally left because of that ego, right? So you walk in. And you spend three hours talking about how cool they are because they were underwater scouts, sniper, you know, whatever. And then from there, um, it was just bragging about themselves. And they get out on the range, and they had they don't have a safety brief, or you know, they they drop they miss like the most important pieces of the law. And that's one of the things where um, it's really it's really one of the things. It's 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 a struggle, you know, because you want to step in, you want to go. Uh, okay, I, mm. I can't. It's not my class. Um, you know, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a jerk, as, you know, as, and you know, step on any toes or anything like that. Um, and there have been a handful of classes I have just up and left. You know, because of safety infractions, because there's been you know concerns or something like that. And of course, I'll I'll you know I do it in a, a pro- professional way. I'll go up you know after at a break or after class and be like, hey man. Um, I'm, I did not feel safe with this particular action that you did or this particular thing that you did or whatever it may be. And sometimes they're, you know, they, they respond, oh, I didn't even realize I did that. And, you know, thanks for bringing that, you know, to my attention. And other times they're like, um, you know, quit, quit, uh, don't be a baby, right? Put your big boy bridges on. We got big boy rules here. I'm like, ah, mm. yeah, no, let's, mm. let's not, let's not do that. So, um, talking about that. So Moose. Did you feel safe at uh, Derek's class? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. From the moment we got in there, uh, even with the demonstration plastic um, pistols. Mm-hmm. Like the dummy guns? The dummy guns, mm-hmm. yeah. Even even the handling of them was pointed and, and, and told us why from the get-go. This is why you put your fingers here. This is why you hold it like that. So somebody walking into a class that never touched a gun before could walk away with... A comfort of knowing, oh, this is why you do this, mm-hmm. and that's why, and oh, that's why they look do this on TV. It's you know, it's funny, but not funny, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And actually, some of the videos you shared, you shared where people made the mistake of putting their finger in the wrong place, mm-hmm. and and how it can not turn out to be a great decision. Right. Yeah. There. There are some. Uh long-term consequences for, you know, having a negligent discharge. Um, you know, that's, that's definitely something that, that, you know, Derek hit in the class. Um, what about, uh, the actual range time? So once you got down, uh, down onto the range, um, you know, the, he, he, uh, did Derek do a safety brief? Did he go over like any sort of like preparatory stuff? Did he have any kind of plans? Or was it just kind of like, all right, big boy rules? How did, how did he handle that? Oh, no. Um, yeah, we all gathered. We sat in chairs, took a moment, took a deep breath, and um, then learned, okay, this is what you do. And and we each were given responsibilities. Okay, you're going to go do this. You're going to go that. If there's a, a problem, mm-hmm. this is how we need to react as a as a family, as a team. Cool. And who's doing what. So so, so he laid everything out as far as, like, what to do, how to do it, like, how are they going to respond to an emergency. Absolutely. Yeah. Medical concerns. Here's a medical kit. Here's, here's you know, who needs calls 911 if we need 911. Who's going to go to make sure that 911 finds exactly who cool. and where. Yeah, it was good. What about um, 
the handling of the guns down on the range. How was that? Uh, how did that work out? So did, was it just everyone just ran into bags, or was it um, were there tables? Like how did he organize that? Yeah, um, yeah, we were we were all instructed very clearly to put our guns a certain way, each on a table, which we each handled our guns individually, one at a time. So we are not. And uh, with an instructor standing there making sure that we did not do anything negligent. Mm-hmm. And um, from from that point on, even uh, when times when somebody was not making a great choice, um, the instructors were there immediately. Hey, this is what you need to do, and this is why you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 one of the things that I can say that that you know Derek and the team do really well is is. Um, you know, if, if, if you're starting to make a mistake, right, if you're starting to, if you look like you're about to, you know, put your finger in the wrong place or, you know, hand, handle the firemen properly, they're on you like white on rice. Mm-hmm. Like they're right there, right then and there, not, not in a second. Oh, they're okay. It's stop. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you're, you're making a poor decision in life and you're going to not make this poor decision anymore. Yeah. Um, it, there was no rudeness. It was very direct and clear. Um, multiple times I, I moved my finger from not at the correct place mm-hmm. above the trigger guard. Mm-hmm. And it was made very clear, hey, this is what you need to do and how you need to do it. And that, and a lot of that is what habit, right? So, yes, it's developing. Yeah, so so you know, you're you're coming to a class, there's a certain way that we expect you to do that. And if you haven't been doing this, we're not trying to be ugly. We're not trying to be mean. It's for our safety and your safety. You know, this is what we want you to do and how we want you to do it. Um, you know, and, 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 and we go along from there. Um, so, so, so you got chastised, you got chastised for putting your finger on the trigger. It sounds like, oh, uh, no, I didn't put my finger on the trigger, but, um, I didn't put my finger, um, there, there is a clear instruction of where you need to hold your, your pointer finger, mm-hmm. your trigger finger so that you can see the instructor can clearly see where your finger is. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I allowed my finger to be down, dip down a little bit, dip yeah. down a little mm-hmm. bit. So you couldn't clearly see where my finger was, and and I, I could hear it now. Finger straight off the trigger. Yes, <laughs> yes. Cool, very cool. And I wasn't the only one, obviously. Right. We we were all developing new habits. Right, right. That's cool. Um, so the, what was there? Is there anything else? Is there anything else that uh, you know? Again, this is your time. Is there anything else that Derek can do better? Is there anything else that you know? Any gleaming mm-hmm. moments from the class that really worked? Uh, that were like aha, you know, like all those aha moments. Was there? Um, no, I I really really enjoyed the class, and cool. like I said, I've had a, a bunch of different classes. It's, it was not my first class, even at Apache. Mm-hmm. You know, I took a shotgun class and things like that. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. Derek, what about you? This last, any last comments about the class? No, I'm uh, I'm ready to giddy up and uh, get after it again. Yeah, that's 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 going to be great. Um, so uh, it's my understanding you're going to be really uh, some uh, dates are going to be released for concealed carry classes in 2024. I'm excited, uh, and we'll uh, we'll see what what Derek has to offer for those upcoming classes. You're listening to the Responsive Armed Citizen Show. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about our competency of the month. <laughs> 
and welcome back. Welcome back to the Sponsor Urban Citizen Show. We have been joined in studio by Derek Wright and uh, Moose Horvath talking about uh, Derek's concealed carry class, his successful concealed carry class. And uh, it sounds like it, it, it went off without a hitch. Everything worked out relatively well. Um, again, congratulations, Derek. I'm, I'm, I know that was kind of a, you know, a, a, a big moment for you. I'm yeah. glad that yeah. that happened, and, and here's to many more in the future. Thank you. Uh, Moose, you know, appreciate you, you said coming and, and giving us your feedback on the class. I'm um, glad, glad that was a, you know, a safe and uh, you know, a learned environment where you got to you know, explore that a little bit and learn a little bit more about um, you know, concealed carry. So, segment four, the last, our last piece. Um, what we do is we talk about our Compsy of the Month. Our Compsy of the Month this month is a discussed cold weather and concealed carry. So, uh, a little bit of back uh, background as far as our Compsy of the Month. Our Compsies of the Month were originally designed to be, uh, as an in-house tool. Um, we use these to say, hey, um, we're going to talk about this particular topic for this month, our topic for this month, um, and so that we can, you know, each hold each other accountable, each, you know, talk about a little bit about, um, you know, whatever the topic is, and we can bounce ideas off of each other regarding the topic. Um, and it was a way of um, almost like fighting dogma in our ranks, right? It's fighting dogma as, as part of the cadre. You know, something that Apache, um, we're, we're really proud of is you're not going to find dogma there. Um, the, everybody has a completely different background. We have guys that are um, either current or uh, previous law enforcement guys who are either current or uh, ex-military. We have good old-fashioned civilians such as myself um, and, and Derek here. But uh, we really want to make, make it so that, you know, we're not all, you know, hook, line, and, you know, sinker, you know, following the same step. We all have common goals. We all have different ways of accomplishing these common goals. And it's because of that, because we have such a diverse group of instructors and we're not all hooked into, like I said, dogma, that we can find the perfect person, the perfect instructor for you as a, a responsibly armed citizen to help further your training. Um, you know, if, if one person's personality or the way they go about things is in, uh, isn't exactly driving with you for whatever reason, we have other instructors that, that will. Um, you know, all these all of our instructors have been vetted, and it's this process here of going through these compsies a month that help us do that on an ongoing, regular basis. So, our compsie of the month this month for the month of December is to discuss cold weather and concealed carry. Uh, Tim and I have had you know a couple conversations about this uh, going back and forth, but let's let's kick it over to you guys. Um, what are some some considerations when it comes to concealed carry and cold weather? Well. Obviously, you know that, you know, cold outside, a lot of people bundle up. Um, all those extra layers can be very uh, constricting. Mm -hmm. uh, when I when I lived in Pennsylvania for a while, I, you know, I worked construction. Sometimes it's negative 20 degrees. Mm -hmm. And even working construction, having to move around, it was, it was very difficult to do. And so um, imagine getting to your firearm should you need to uh, under under all those, those bundles of clothing. And, you know, there's... If, if you wanted to spend the money, there there's jackets out there that, you know, detach in certain places in, mm -hmm. in order to uh, get a hold of that. But um, not, uh, my my go-to, honestly, is, you know, whatever jacket I happen to be wearing is my as my outer layer. Uh, everything else gets tucked in mm -hmm. behind the gun. 
so that I only have that one layer that I got to move out of the way. So that's easy for us, and Tim, correct me, I think at one of our other shows, that's easy for us down here in the south to do that, right? Because we don't have harsh winters. Up north, like what Dan Brady was talking about, you know, up in Vermont, um, you know, you're wearing huge, big, puffy layers. It's stupid cold up there. It's brutal. And, and you can't tuck all those layers behind, you know, your, your concealed carry. So yeah. you have to think of, you know, other alternatives. Um, you know, some of those smart alternatives may be, you know, having a, a pocket carry, right? Having a gun inside of a quality holster that is inside your pocket that you can then use, you know, God forbid you had to, to stop a threat or um, of some sort, um, but that you can safely use and, and get at it. Um, you know, there, there are a number of, you know, if you look over the years, there's a number of modifications, things like that, that people did, especially up north, um, up around, you know, New York, Maine, um, Vermont, et cetera, that, uh, allowed readily, more readily access to their firearms, to the revolvers specifically, um, that allow them to manip- manipulate and gain access quicker to those revolvers, especially in cold weather, right? Cold, cold winters. Um, so there's a lot of really good information that's there about that. Um, what are some other considerations? What are some other things? Gloves. Okay, yeah. gloves. What about gloves? Well, having having the um, wear of all to practice taking them on and off, if they're big puffy gloves or mm-hmm. something like that, or you were mentioned work gloves, some of the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're wearing welding gloves, mm-hmm. get, getting them off your hands in a in a controlled way. Yeah, just yeah. just just you know practice right yeah gloves are absolutely a consideration um you know can you even put your finger can you operate a firearm safely with a glove on if you can't how are you going to go about you know shredding that glove or whatever it may be um you know something else that i think a lot of people don't don't realize is you know how their body reacts in cold right so it's very easy to go oh i'll be fine but when you're digits are cold mm. and your hands don't move the way that you expect them you know maybe you should go out and get let your hands get cold go go feel that out like literally feel how that feels um you know that's one of the reasons why i really enjoy training in the cold um you know for for in our industry you know people don't like getting out in the cold it's just yeah it, I don't it, yeah you don't either yeah it's awful um i don't mind it that much um i don't i don't i don't like the bone chilling cold you know what i yeah. mean where you're, like if you uncontrollable shaking but if it's just you know cool outside like it is today i have no issues at all just you know I'll throw a hoodie on and, and go go rodeo but um go get it go get to the point where your hands are cold right and go feel you know how is your dexterity how can you still safely get to things can you still safely access your firearm um you know can you still move around can you still do things these are all considerations that you know people just don't consider um when doing concealed carry um, there's one that I want to bring up. I actually noticed this on, on, on the range uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, what about, um, uh, the considerations of the actual garment yourself? So, you know, wearing big puffy jackets, things like that. All right. That's, that's okay. But I had a student, um, that I was helping them with, we were dry, right? So there, there's uh, no ammunition inside the firearm, no ammunition around. We were practicing their draw stroke with this new jacket that they had on. And this jacket had like these ridges that were on the inside of the jacket and they got caught on the grip of their farm when they went in to uh, draw their, their garment back. So they grabbed hold of their garment, they pulled their garment up where they needed to pull it up so they could gain access to their firearm. And they caught on the, buttstock of the gun and it came up and out of the holster fell on the ground 
So what if that was in an uncontrolled environment? What if you just went and purchased a, a holster, purchased a firearm, threw this big puffy jacket on, and God forbid you had a self-defense incident where you needed to stop a threat, right? You just tried to, you know, hypothetically drew your gun and threw it at the bad guy so the bad guy can, you know, now have possession or uh, you no longer have possession of that firearm. You know, it's, it's a scary thought, right? But that if the safest place that could have happened was in a controlled environment on the range, which in this particular instance it did, um, so we were able to identify, hey, uh, this jacket's not a good jacket for, you know, the way that you're carrying or uh, this particular piece of gear, this particular holster, you know, it needs adjustment or you know, it's not a good fit for you, for your body shape or whatever it may be. Right. These are all things that people just don't consider when it gets cold. Well, I mean, that's that's why we do it. Right. I mean, we 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 do it because that's the best place for it to happen. If it's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're going to have a mistake, have right. it happen there. Not when you don't want it to. Absolutely. Another consideration that was brought up in the class you brought up in the class is um, you actually shared a video and it was um, some people reacting to a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And um, that one of them projected very clearly that they, you know, you CC because you don't want people to know. Mm-hmm. It's lack of knowledge. But he obviously projected that he had something, and the bad guy saw it happening, and he didn't even get a chance to get it out of the holster. Yeah, because he didn't he didn't practice you know drawing from the holster. Right. Mm. Um, you know, so again, that all goes back to you know if I, I encourage you know I encourage everybody to. Be, to be a responsible armed citizen, right? Now, what you arm yourself with is entirely up to you. Um, whether that be deadly force, it could be, you know, um, uh, less lethals, you know, it could be OC spray, whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, be a responsible armed citizen, but practice, 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 train. Um, especially, again, cold weather, things change. You, you start to put on some heavier layers. For some of us uh, in the community, that means that oh, we get to wear bigger guns now because it's colder, <laughs> right? We're wearing bigger layers, bigger you know, bigger layers mean bigger guns. But if you don't practice, if you don't train, still getting to that tool, then what? Then all you're wearing is a, a shiny, you know, look at me badge or something like that. It's not... You know, you're, right. you're nixing the point of, of, you know, being a responsibly armed citizen. And and uh, what the ladies wear, that's a, that's a whole other thing. And, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that Apache has ladies with guns, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yep. and, and training specific to that. Yeah, the, um, uh, it's, again, it, it's all different, right? So different different body styles, different body shapes, um, different preferences as far as, you know, firearms, um, as, you know, uh, uh, less lethals. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, all go into consideration that people just don't commonly think about. Um, again, there's, there's, there's a plethora of information out there. Um, I would encourage, um, anyone that's listening, um, you know, join in on CompC of the month. Um, you can reach out to us at rack, R-A-C at apachenc.com. That's R-A-C at apachenc.com. Send us your comments. Um, uh, thoughts, videos, uh, if you have something that you want to share with us, uh, re- you know, again, uh, feel free. There's a, uh, it's, we're also encouraging people to come out and seek training. Um, 
patchnc.com. Uh, come out, schedule a, an hour session, a two-hour session with, with our instructors, one of our instructors. You can add a little note there that specify if uh, you want to come work with Derek, come work with Derek. You want to come work with me, come work with me, whatever it may be, or any of our other uh, qualified instructors. And, you know, we'll go through and we'll start you down that path. I have a feeling we're going to be hearing from Moose a little bit more um, as we, uh, you know, throughout the uh, throughout the weeks. Moose, we really appreciate you coming out and talking. Derek, appreciate you coming. Uh, we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna say that it was a successful show. And uh, guys, I really, really from the bottom of my heart appreciate it. Is there any uh, last comments? Thank you. All right. Thank you. Let's get it done, guys. Happy response to our assistance.